Hey guys, you are tuned into Last Love, First Murder with Wolfgang and Baby J, the podcast where we talk about love, murder, and incarceration. If you would like to get in touch with us on the show, hit us up on Instagram at Wolfgang underscore Baby J by WhatsApp, voice note 984-480-1147 or by email on WolfgangandBabyJ at gmail.com. Let's get into it. Welcome back to week three, our episode three of our podcast. So much for tuning in. We're just going to jump right back into discussing the case we introduced you guys to last episode about Kane Boys attacking and killing his girlfriend, Paula Newman. Just a little recap. This crime actually took place in the UK and Kane Boys was found guilty And he was convicted to life in prison of killing his young girlfriend, who was 20 years of age at the time of the crime, because he thought she was cheating. And he was demanding to see her social media messages, and she refused to let him see it. So he decided to beat her and stomp her to death. And that's basically what happened with that. Due to his control issues and his manipulation, He wasn't able to process his emotions. He allowed his emotions to control him to the point where he literally took a young life. A life where her brothers or her family members were not there to protect her. And they didn't think that would possibly happen to her. But this is what happens in relationships where people may date people that are older than them. Kane was 34 years old. And Paula, she was a 20-year-old girl. So he was like 14 years her senior. So in all reality, he had control in this relationship. She basically was probably intimidated by him and his actions, but she didn't succumb to his behaviors and wanted to log into her account. So by her not doing that, he felt the need, okay, you're not going to do what I tell you to do, so this is what I am going to do. And the result of that was him taking her life which is a sad thing to happen at such a young age, but that's what happened because he felt like he could invade her privacy. Now, moving on with that situation, privacy in a relationship. Now, this situation, mm, Paula didn't feel the need to share her password with him. So that's what led to her life ending. But, and him not controlling his anger. No, I mean... I think it's okay to share passwords, but at the same time, we do need our own privacy. Babe, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that it, it really falls on the individuals within that relationship, right? I mean, hey, you you got all my passwords and access to my social media, so <laughs> like, I mean, come on now, you know. Um, I don't feel like you have to make an effort to say, hey, these are my passwords. You can get into my social media account if you want to. Uh, I think it's just, again, however the couple are vibing, like what type of vibe they are. 
you know, if they on that type of time where it's just, hey, we're going to disclose everything up front, or if you ask me, cool, you know, but something that you have to, like, sign, a, you know, like, write up an agreement and sign a contract when you get in a relationship with someone, like, hey, for in order for us to be together, I have to have access to your social media, you know, because social media plays a big role in, you know, relationships failing, you know. So I think, again, it just goes back to the vibe um, and also, the, you know, if, if I trust you, I mean, babe, I've never once asked you for your login information for your social media. Gave it to me to be honest with you. You gave it to me. I didn't ask you for it, but I don't even use your social media accounts. I don't have no reason to because I trust you wholeheartedly. I have no reason to. Right. So, but yeah, that's our vibe, right? Right. So, you know, that's that's not to say that everyone is on that type of time. So, I think it's just really to each his own. But I, I do feel like if someone is adamant in a relationship about having the other person's social media, then you really have to reevaluate your relationship with that person, reevaluate that person, and then reevaluate yourself in this business healthy relationship for you to be. Okay. So going back to King and his background, dealing with his emotions, dealing with his control, dealing with his manipulativeness and his possessiveness in a relationship with these women he dated. He'd had history of abusing women and he was a charmer, as they say. So I guess he charmed his way into Paula's life only to end her life at such a young age, which is sad. I must say very, very sad. The background history of of, of abuse, excuse me, y'all, of abuse. So that played a major part, a major part in him committing this crime. But I know with him now, this is like years later. I know he's wondering, like, why in the hell did I do that? Like, what was I thinking? Like, why did I let something so small become so large and end up in such a traumatic way? Like, to really take someone's life. Now, moving on from that. We're going to talk about some wider societal issues as far as women succumbing to men, the control that men may have over women. Uh, we're going to go into this T.D. Jakes controversy that has been like over social media. Um, Baby, you want to talk about that? Yeah, well, I mean, I was just I was actually coming back from physical therapy one day and the officers in the car had a D.L. Hughley show playing. And on the D.L. Hughley show, they was talking about it. And that was my first time actually hearing about it. And people was calling in. He had different perspectives on his perspective or the perspective of his sermon. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was thinking like, okay, well, you know, this is something, again, you know, with everything, with, you know, the, you know, the abortion and then women's right to have an abortion now, you know, being something that's, you know, been relegated back to the states, um, which many are outlawing. And now you come with this type of uh, masculine approach to women being independent and saying that, hey, that's, that's not a woman's 
position in society to be the breadwinner of the family, or that's not a woman's position in society to be able to take care of herself uh, independent of a, a man. You know, for me, I think it's really kind of communist. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you think about communism, every everybody's role is, is delegated and relegated, you know? So, when you think about, you know, again, a lot of that stuff is usually like employment and stuff like that. But when you think about trying to designate someone's role in a relationship, like that's a whole other form of communism. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, let people be people. Like, the way man your relationship is has nothing to do with a thousand other people's in their, in their relationship. You know, um, am I a fan of a guy sitting at home playing video games all day while a woman is out working? Hell no. Nah. Why? Because, bro, get your ass up and go get some money. Get your ass up and go get a job. You know, but if the, if the female is okay with that, then that's their relationship. <clears throat> that's their business. So <clears throat> when it comes back to TD's Jake's sermon, I don't, I'm, I'm not in his mind, right? So I don't know if he was just saying that more so men need to be men, you know, or is he saying that women need to be less of a man? Right. And the, the controversy in that for me is that, yeah, a lot of women, I mean, a lot of women, excuse me, are becoming more independent and self-sufficient because the lack of men being men. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a direct correlation there. Like, if we were doing what we needed to do, then, yeah, you know, we, he probably wouldn't be having that sermon and, and all the you know the backlash that he's getting because of that, you know. So I think at the end of the day, if, if, if we're talking about a woman being raised in society today or trying to make it in society today, and she's looking and saying, "Hey, I can't depend on a man to take care of me," because at any given time. He can leave. He can take everything. Leave me with nothing. Uh, I'll be stuck with the kids. No money. No food. No job. No transportation. Like I'm not about to, to depend on that. And I mean, babe, you told me plenty of times that babe, I don't want to depend on you. Very true, and I don't because I mean, we we're a team, babe. Like I mean, I allow you to do a lot of things for me, and that you do. I love it. I love you. I appreciate it. You go above and beyond from where you are. And I give you all the props in the world for that. But at the same time, I don't want to be just sitting home, not doing nothing. Even though we 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 make all these boss moves, we do what we got to do. We both do our part. I still want to be able to bring something to the table. Not just saying, oh, I'm dependent on my husband. Oh, I got a good man. He's going to do this, that, and the third. That, that's cool. But at the end of the day, what you want to do for yourself if something was to happen to him, sis? Like, you got to be able to stand on your own two feet. And I've always done that all my life. So I would continue to do that as well as have you by my side because you my rider. Ride for me, baby. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> like, 
I mean, yeah, I don't feel like we women don't need a man and men don't need women. I mean, if you're together, you're together, you support each other, you carry that weight together. And like you said, one day a man, it, one day it could be 50 50, it could be 70 30, it could be 100 0. You know what I'm saying? At the, still be there for each other, still share that love and that support. That's what it all boils down to being supportive, loving. And being one, it's about, and communication is everything. If the communication isn't there, the relationship is going to suck, it's going to fail, it's going to crumble. So learning how to communicate, how to talk to your partner, because some women, if they are the breadwinners in a relationship and they feel like they wear the pants in their relationship and the man is like her little bitch or he's oh he don't do this oh he don't do that and like you said earlier a dude that sit at home and play video games all day while your girl out here working or your woman your wife or whatever she may be out here doing what she doing but you on the other hand you sitting at home playing daddy and not trying to bring that to the table of course she's going to talk down to you or make you feel less than or beneath her no it's not right to emasculate your man but it happens in relationships because the man isn't stepping up doing what he's supposed to do. Now, if you at home taking care of the kids, if you're at home making sure dinner is set, the table is ready, the house is clean, laundry is done, doing the duties that is expected of a woman, which we don't have duties, but that's in traditional families. That's what they expect. Like that's what they do. A woman being a housewife. But this is not that day and age. This is a whole new century. Like, nobody is living like that no more. We're not living back in grandma and grandpa days. Like, you got a lot of boss bitches out here. And you got a lot a lot of boss dudes out here. Like, period. That's what they're on. But when you bring that together, that black love, that black empowerment, man, it's no standing down or shying away from that. Don't take away from each other. You're supposed to feed each other, love each other, support each other, build, grow. That's what the society needs, not to tear each other down. And I guess T.D. Jakes is saying it's like women, they doing their thing and they just tearing down men or whatever. But at the end of the day, it depends on how that relationship is and what's going on. People that's on the outside looking, looking in, you can't judge another person's relationship. So... But it's not good to escalate a man. It's not good. And it's not vice versa. It's not good for a man to think he has control over a woman. Now, do do you look forward to a man being a man in a relationship, having control, being that protector? Of course. We all want that. We want that man to be there, to support, to be able to take care of me. Oh, babe, can you bring me this back from the store? Oh, babe, I want to go out on a spa day. Like, or just surprise me with something. That's not a lot to ask for. I get that now. And my dude is behind the wall. Like, this man do gifts come at the house. I ain't even expecting it. Those things happen. I, it makes me feel special. I'm being thought of, you know? And I can't wait for him to come home. I can't do that with him being in prison. But when he get home, it's going to be dope as fuck. We're going to be rocking out. Like, that's just what it is. Period. Point blank. But, yeah, moving on from that situation, everybody should be able to depend on themselves because at the end of the day, you never know what could possibly happen to your partner. They could get sick, ill. Um, the way people passing away this damn time, you never know what could happen. Lord behold, 
I pray nothing happens to my hubby or me. But yeah, things happen in relationships where we got to be able to provide for ourselves financially stable. So I don't think a woman working to take care of her family or whatever makes her the person wearing the pants. In some relationships, they do. But all in all, it's about being one. Point blank, period. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I think also, too, I think, well, a man, I think that the notion of a man being the head of the household, I think that derives from just a natural order of things by, by men usually playing that protector role, right? You know, you know, the protector role is certain things that come with being a protector. And one is being a provider, right? That comes with being a protector and also being a provider. And so that's where that's where that notion of the man being the head of the household, I think, derived from um, being just a natural order of things. Now, it's nothing unnatural with that being said for a woman to be the head of a household. If that works for her relationship, then guess what? It's a lot of single women out there, so they got to be the head of the household anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think when you think about our relationship, right, you know, I guess it's kind of different in a lot of sense than a typical person who's locked up, especially a guy, right? And I like what you said about the, the black love and the, you know, the black family and, and because a lot of this whole systematic approach to crime uh, that's categorized as mass incarceration affects the black, the black community right? largely by, by large, by far. You know, the statistics says every two and three African-American men will be locked up at some point in his lifetime. You know, so that's that's crazy, right? But when you think about that, if two out of every three African-American males are incarcerated at some point in their lifetime, then how can they sustain being the head of a household out there in the world? If you have been affected by the criminal justice system in one form or another and are seeking one-on-one relationship advice, business advice, and or legal advice, then feel free to book a 15-minute phone call with myself and Wolfgang by going to www.calendly.com backslash Wolfgang and Baby J. Half of our men are locked up. What do they expect us to do in society as a whole when it comes to taking care of our families, providing for them, being the support that they need to thrive and succeed in this world? It's hard. Being a single parent is hard. I can't say that I've been a single parent, but... I know of women who are single parents in my family, and it's not easy. It's hard. So having our men taken away from us, displaced out of the home, they could 
be incarcerated or murdered. They're not in the home. They have been taken away from us through systematic injustice of our people. And that's not what this podcast is about, but let's view society as when it comes to mass incarceration. It's mass incarceration of black and brown people. Like, real talk. Working in the prison system, that's all I seen in there. You might see a handful of white people. A handful. No lie. But you're going to see a lot of us walking around in that prison. And it's crazy. And it's sad. And it's a lot of intelligent men in there. A lot of very wise men in there. I met so many, like, very intellectual people. It's weird, like, to think, like, why in the hell did you end up in prison? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what I be saying to Bay. I just be like, mm, you had to make a bad choice to end up here because there's no way you should be here. Because he is a straight-up geek, y'all. Like, he, yeah. He be on his boss shit, but he's really, he's really a geek, y'all. He's into computers, that technology stuff, that coding and all of that. Like, he be on it. But for real, for real, like, not having that two-parent household, it's not easy for our kids. It's hard. It's, it's really hard. And we see it in our kids. And it's sad that it's passed down like that, but... We as women, we got to step up and we got to step in and we got to show out. And at the same time, we still got to be that support that our family needs. We got to stand on our own two feet and we got to be 10 toes down behind our loved ones. We can't shut down. That's why we as women, we bear a lot. We really do. We are some very strong creatures. Nobody can take that away from us. Like, they're trying to make us be embodied with babies that we could possibly have put in us by men who take what's not rightfully theirs. You know, like, who wants to carry around a child that was put there maliciously by rape? You know, like... Nobody wants that. Nobody should have to be put under that type of demise. Like, I don't feel like that's fair. I don't feel like it's appropriate. So when it comes to this abortion stuff, that's another thing. A societal issue. That's that control that society wants to have on women. Women who bear men. You know, we carry you guys. So what makes people think it's okay to take away women's rights to have kids or not to have kids. Who are you to judge? You are not God. So no political party should be able to determine that in life. Many things they shouldn't be able to determine. But hey, it is what it is. It's life. This is the world we live in. <laughs> Welcome to America. What a world we really live in. So divided, so twisted, so sad. But this is what it is. This is what's going on. And... Moving throughout this life, we all have to just be positive and be very knowledgeable and not tear each other down. And 
when you are in that relationship, man and wife, partner to partner, spouse to spouse, whether you male to male, female to female, whatever your choice may be, just be that support. Be that loving partner that your partner needs. Like, even if you are the breadwinner, be that breadwinner who wears that crown and carries that weight with pride and not be shunning or be belittling the person you're with. Like, that's not how you move in a relationship. It's not. It's all about being that support, being the leader, and also being that giving, nurturing person. It's not always about being a taker, you know? So it's okay to give. I'm a giver, you know? But I receive a lot. Like, you know, God is really a blessing. He blesses us all, you know? So me and my baby, we are great together. And when he comes home, it's going to be even better. So... I look forward to all those good things, all the greatness, all the happiness that's yet to come. And for all of you families and all of you people, you individuals who are out there that may be going through that change in life, that don't have the support, that don't have the love that you need, that is missing your partner, that is not in the home, it's okay. Everything is going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, God got you. He's going to see you through. And he's going to make a way when you think there's no way. It's always a way. So just keep pressing forward. Keep looking up. Don't look down. Don't look back. Look ahead. Because great things are yet to come. And they're coming. It's just, you just got to be patient. You can't rush the process. And that's what I tell myself day to day. When I be thinking about my hubby coming home, like, you can't rush the process. Because it's funny how they they quick to lock a nigga up. But when it's time to let them out because of some bull they done pulled on their end and just racking up all these charges and overcharging, over-sentencing people. Like, that's what my hubby going through. You know what I'm saying? Like... Y'all sending him wrong. Like, why would y'all do somebody like that? And now that he has the right legal team behind him, bringing him home, y'all taking y'all time to get this paperwork where it needs to be to get this man up and out them from behind them walls. Like, let him go. His time is up. He done did his time. More time than what he should have done. It's time to let my baby go. Let him come home. He has a lot to do outside in this world than up behind those walls. Like, for real, for real. So, yeah, the justice system is crazy. There's a lot of inequality out here when it comes to the system. So, it's all about how you move out here. We all got to be on our up and up. But, um, yeah, guys, it's about staying strong, moving forward, looking up, don't look back. That's what you got to do. But um, next week, we will be talking about our new and exciting project that we have been working on. We really appreciate you guys for listening in. We really, really do. And our new book that we have been working on has been released, Everyday Hustling, 
how to become a day trader overnight. The book is to help people to break the cycle of becoming repeat offenders, learning how to earn money without risking incarceration. This book will be a great help to you guys for all you guys who like to hustle. Read this book. Get it. It's on Amazon. You can get it on Kindle, paperback. It's not expensive. You guys should really, really get out there and look out for everyday hustling. If you have been affected by any of the issues raised in this podcast, in regards to domestic violence, contact the National Domestic Violence Hotline by dialing one 800 excuse me, you guys, 1-800-799-7233, texting START, S-T-A-R-T, two eight eight seven eight eight or visit www.thehotline.org. Let us know if you have any questions or comments, and we will get to them on the next episode. Contact us on Instagram at wolfgang underscore baby J by WhatsApp voice note 984-480-1147 or by email on wolfgangandbabyj at gmail.com. And if you like what you hear, please share the podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys. Looking forward to kicking it with you all next time on our next episode. Peace and love. Take care. Thank you for listening to Last Love, First Murder with Wolfgang and Baby J. The dopest podcast where we talk about love, murder, and incarceration. If you would like to hang out with us after the show, hit us up on the gram at Wolfgang underscore Baby J. My WhatsApp voice note, 984-480-1147 or by email on wolfgangandbabyj at gmail.com. Stay smooth.